0: welcome welcome everyone to the enthusiast life i am your host mark turcotte i'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day well my friends it is wednesday april 20th 2022 And it's Wednesday, so you know what that means. That's right. Today we are breaking down another episode of Marvel Studios Moon Knight. And today we're talking about episode four. So if you've not seen the episode yet, be wary. There will be spoilers here coming up. Be prepared for that uh, because I'm going to be giving you all my thoughts And my impressions on the latest episodes. But before I do that, as always, don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at Marturka M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at TheEnthuselife at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on this show. I love hearing from you guys and love knowing what your thoughts are compared to mine. Because that's one of the best parts about these Marvel shows and even the Star Wars shows is just that discussion. And you know... This may not be the time to talk about it, but I love how, you know, there's always the discussion of people saying, I love binge watching in that. For me, this is the best kind of having that water cooler. We get to have those water cooler moments where we're all just kind of watching it all along together. And, I don't know. That's just that's just kind of the way I like watching shows with especially with social media and that. This is just awesome. So let's jump in here with episode four. And um, I'm actually recording this later on in the day. I haven't had a second viewing yet with the family. Um, and usually, you know, before I would always kind of watch it and like record right afterwards. Um, so if I'm missing a couple things here as I'm talking here later on in the day, as this day has kind of gone on, uh, I do apologize for that. But there were definitely some big things that definitely stick out that I do want to talk about. And first of all, the big thing for this episode that I think really, um, not to say that it, it wasn't there before, but I think was somewhat needed, especially with a character like Moon Knight, is the horror aspect. Um, this episode was very, very scary, I guess is the right way to say. She obviously, you know, as an adult. No, it's not super scary. But I can imagine when I watch this later on with, with my kids, especially my daughter – the first couple steps into that tomb and we see that creature and he's gutting the guy you know like there's definitely this kind of took it to the next level this is probably the scariest of all the episodes we've had up to this point and i think moon knight um definitely deserves that like a character like moon knight somebody who runs in the night and is always encountering all these supernatural elements in that like having that really kind of in the show um was awesome especially you know going into a tomb i mean you know, that just, I think, just added to it all. Like, the location where they were, um, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, you know, I think that them using it as a tool to kind of split um, Stephen and Layla up was was interesting. I think the fact that Stephen wanted to keep control was interesting as well. You know, I almost thought that Stephen would have um, given it up to Mark, knowing that Mark um, was maybe a little bit more... Um, Attuned or skilled at what they were about to do but I like his his quote where he's just like nope This body no matter what it's got to be like muscle reflex even though i'm not you mark I can still do this because i'm steven and i'm in the same body as you like that just (laughs) It was kind of you know, the way that he presented that Um, I thought that was kind of interesting, you know that he he um that he did that. Uh, the scene of him putting his hand down into the mummy's throat slash chest neck, whatever you want to call it. Um, again, kind of adding to that horror aspect, disgusting, you know, having to see that. <clears throat> I don't think anybody really <laughs> would want to do that. I certainly wouldn't do that. I don't think, I mean, that was it's uh, pretty, pretty crazy. Um, I do think that was interesting in the beginning. We got the glimpse of, I forget which god it was, the Egyptian god kind of putting all those uh, little statues or they look like little Oscars, right? Like little Oscar awards um, of the different um, gods that were imprisoned, which makes me wonder who are all those other gods, right? In the very beginning, we see him with like a, a whole shelf filled with all these other Egyptian gods. Like what is going on there and what would happen if those gods get released, like, is that something we may see? Um, and that could be some sort of like major threat that's maybe going to be coming to the MCU at some point. I don't know. Pretty crazy. Um, we did get, um, you know, some more glimpses into, I guess, Layla's father's story. You know, we did learn when, when she kind of um, came across Arthur and he basically explained that, uh, you know, Mark killed her father. It's pretty much like he kind of was coming out and saying it. Although he didn't say it. He made it a, a point to say that she said it because she did. She said, what, did he kill my father? And he's like, you said it. Um, kind of alluding to that. But then Mark, of course, uh, when he does take over, says, no, I, I I, didn't do that. You know, that's not what happened. Blames it on a um, guy who was with him and that he got hurt himself and kind of left her dead. That does track with the typical story of Moon Knight. So, in terms of her father, I don't know. But in terms of him being left for dead, yes. I mean, that's kind of how he um, encountered Kanshu I'm surprised we only actually have two episodes left that we haven't really gotten the true origin yet. I think that's kind of how it's coming out. We'll probably get a flashback to that um, at some point. Um, the very surprising bits of this episode, of course, are in the last fourth when we get the transition to like the VHS video, which, very cool, by the way, just the way they... Um, not only presented it on screen with kind of like the, the VHS film grain kind of on there and the bars on the side to make it, you know, a four by three instead of like a 16 by nine. And <clears throat> even the, you know, terrible special effects of Dr. Stephen Grant, you know, what was it called like Tomb, not Tomb Raider. It was like Tomb something. I forget what was the name of the, the movie. Um, but they really make us question, Has every, is everything that we've seen up to this point real or not, because we do get glimpses of not only people we've seen, some of Arthur's little cronies in that. Um, We see Layla in there. Obviously, um, we're kind of getting the name Stephen and kind of that personality trait. He's projecting himself into that Dr. Stephen Grant, who is an archaeologist, who, I mean, in the movie looks like, what was it, the Aztecs or something he's chasing. Not necessarily Egyptians, um, but we're getting that um, that potentially that's where all those ideas have kind of been planted in his head, even being shackled to the wheelchair, um, was reminiscent of him being shackled to the bed. So that was kind of, you know, playing with our minds and, and obviously his mind. Um, he's, he's, uh, very sedated, um, when he actually kind of meets up with, I'm just going to keep continuing to call him Arthur, Ethan Clark or Ethan Hawk. And, um, he does remember being shot by him, especially when he sees the, uh, King, <clears throat> when he kind of looks around the room, he's seeing all the different Egyptian things kind of in there. I mean, one could argue that that is reality, right? Even though I don't, obviously, I mean, Moon Knight, that's not the reality he lives in, but, um, having all the whites, um, the whole, everything being white and him being white and, and all that. Um, but I think one could say, you know, the, you could, argue that it's real but when you look around that room and you see the pillars and the way the brick no doctor's office is going to be like that right you may have the decorations and things like that but seeing those giant pillars kind of set against that brick wall that you kind of see kind of crushed into the brick wall really look like the tomb and not necessarily a doctor's office so um it's obviously going to be fake now of course he's running away gets into another room discovers steven in there they see each other um, they continue running with the rooms. Everything goes all wacky. Um, they see another sarcophagus that's moving. We don't know who's in that. Is that a third person? This person that's been taking control? Um, a little bit on that here in a second. Um, and then of course I see the hippo God at the end. Um, I'm sure there's somebody in the books that is going to be that character. Um, but I think that right there kind of told us like, okay, yeah, this isn't real. You know, this isn't actually, um, the real thing in him just Envisioning everything else in his head. This is a vision himself uh, and kind of in his death. I'm thinking somehow <clears throat> Kanshu is that third person, and that actually Moon Knight is. And somehow Kanshu has been able to channel himself through Mark, and that maybe, you know, the fact that like Arthur wasn't a broken person. But yet, Arthur was. That's why Kanshu chose him. I, there's somewhere that question had come up. I think it might have been Arthur that asked him that. Like, is that why Kanshu chose you because you were broken? Or maybe that was when he was in front of the gods, kind of the, in the last episode. And I think that's why. I think Kanshu not only chose him, of course, just to save him and get another avatar when he was on his deathbed, basically, or, or on the brink of dying, but he was the perfect person because Kanshu could hide that piece of him behind those other personalities. And I think that's ultimately. What is going on? And so even though Kanchu has been imprisoned by the other gods, maybe a piece of him is still in Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant. And that's the third one that keeps taking over. And that we may see him still be able to become Moon Knight, even though we haven't right now because he's not realizing that. But through this vision and that shaking uh, sarcophagus or whatever and then maybe through this hippo person that he's going to be talking to they're going to make him aware like hey you have this other personality that is moon knight is Kanshu still within you and that's how he's going to survive the gunshot in the tomb and come back to life and get himself out of the tomb and ultimately um through this through the season through the series, I guess, to whatever's next for Moon Knight. I don't know what it is, um, but I think that's kind of the direction that, that it's going in. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. We got two episodes left, man. Um, you know, I, I, I almost feel like it's just getting started, and then now we're already starting next week, kind of in the wind down already. You know, it kind of sucks. I mean, that's one thing about the series. I wish they would set to like eight episodes, like six. It's great to get them. And all that, but eight episodes kind of seems like that sweet spot where they can really elaborate a little bit more. Um, like we could have a whole episode on just the origin. I mean, we still may get that, um, but it would be great because we could fit that in kind of with some of the other stuff that they have going on. But uh, let me know your thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter at MarkTurk, TURC, or, of course, email the show, the at gmail.com. I would love to know your thoughts on this episode of Moon Night and just kind of where do you think things are going? And who is the third person? Who is it? All right, am I correct? And Khonshu and Moon Knight, Kanshu slash Moon Knight, we shall see um, in the next two weeks. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for me here today, guys. Friday on the podcast, I will be talking about a couple things. One, I did receive the playtest book for the Marvel Multiverse RPG, tabletop RPG. Um, got some thoughts on it. Obviously, we haven't had the chance to play it yet. Um, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. It's it's different than Sentinels if you've been listening to our Sentinels playthrough, which, by the way, go check out our f- finale. We had a blast kind of running through that. All six episodes are here in the feed. They're, they're all uh, labeled. So if you're into tabletop gaming, go listen to those six uh, run-throughs. We had a lot of fun uh, playing that. Um, but it is definitely different. A little bit more um, role-dependent and power-driven. Uh, and I say powers as in superhero powers than sentinels was sentinels is much more kind of loose and open um but it's gonna be kind of cool to kind of bring this back more almost like a D, where you can actually have a little bit more stats and things like that um so we will be running that here in a couple in a couple weeks and i'll put that up in the feed here um as well once we we get through that but i have some thoughts on that and i did it i picked up demon souls elden ring was my gateway drug to the soul genre yes i've talked about it i've been playing some dark souls 3 even picked it up last year um just could not really get into it but elden ring has totally broke me when it comes to those games um and uh demon souls i picked it up it was on sale god it's great it looks so good too man the visuals are awesome but we'll talk about that all on friday here on the podcast so looking forward to that so until then everybody have a great rest of your day and until friday i'll catch you next time